welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting at republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Monday, November 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. I uh, actually have the, the intro music fade out manually now, and it's just kind of a, taking a little getting used to. I think I, uh, for all of us, really, I, I used to have it automatically fade. But when there are technical difficulties, then you don't have some music going to, you know, to cover things until the host gets on air. But uh, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm used to just a really, really slow, gradual uh, uh, fade out you know, of the music. But I know board ops are pretty busy there. Uh, I don't know, uh, depending if uh, they could accommodate uh, more in future. But uh, it's kind of challenging, of course, the timing with everything in a live radio environment, uh, multitasking, and all that. And I should, uh, well, well, I, well, first, of course, welcome my regular Monday co-host, Mr. And not just any Paul Stevenson, okay? This is, folks, the Paul Edward Stevenson from the UK here, my regular Monday co-host and host on RBN. Paul, how you doing, brother? Great to be with you, Richard. I'm doing fine, thank you. Nice, nice. Yes, uh, I should also remind people uh, it's the start of uh, this week uh, in particular that, well, I mean, we've just noted at the start of November, on November 5th, uh, the uh, second anniversary of RBN's late great founder, John Stadmiller, having passed. And so, again, we're retiring the National Intel Report, uh, which had currently been 5 to 7 p.m. Central with special hosts since in the past two years. And again, uh, as we have hosted on this uh, website at republicbroadcasting.org, update Wednesday, November 8th, uh, as of these schedule changes in December, uh, with great thanks to all who have taken up that mantle of RBN's flagship broadcast over the last two years in the hope that we'll hear more from those great hosts, co-hosts, and guests in the future. And yes, I, you know, I found a, you know, very interesting variety that came to the plate. I mean, I filled in a few times for John uh, before he passed. Well, well, quite a, quite a bunch of times, really, you know, every so often he'd have different people doing, uh, especially some days of the week, he'd like to try to get a lot of exposure for his, RBN, RBN hosts, and of course after he passed a few times there, and um, you know, yeah, it always meant a lot to me, as well as hearing other people. I I can appreciate you know um, doing the slot, and no, it, it's it has been emotional for all of us here, you know. So so again, RBN, you know, the time has come. Uh, our our current uh, overseer, uh, owner, uh, head producer. Chief producer Mike Sladacek, you know, he, he uh, and everyone feels it's it's the, the time is right, you know, the two year anniversary, and so yes, uh, we have these schedule changes. So that's one week from today uh, that's happening. We have Jeffrey Bennett, of course, who's been around as <laughs> going way back in the day, uh, decades, many decades uh, with John there. Now uh, you know, yeah, he's he's going to be uh, as far as the uh, well. Well, part of the uh, 
hours, really. It'll be starting at 4 and then going to 6 Central. And uh, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Of course, he has uh, Maggie Rose, and that's at Monday in his place. And then on Friday, Ron Avery, uh, rather than Ron being before Dr. Fetzer as he had been. But, uh, and then, so of course, Jeffrey will be basically covering the, you know, the one of those hours, but it has changed. I mean, I know Mr. Ribeiro used to have three hours for his slot and, and John did it, started a bit later, you know, for quite a while there, he started at 6 PM to eight, uh, before that change, I used to listen for quite a while at, at that era back in the day. And. So now, yeah, it looks like I am I'm getting that uh, slot. So Jeffrey uh, will be four to six, and then I, I'm, I'm going to be moving down to to six to eight p.m. Central one week from today. And I, you know, along with Jeffrey, you know, I'm, I'm honored to to do the best and and to keep a lot of people here uh, active. Uh, that's really, I think, a good part of it—the networking aspect that John valued, and 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 a variety of opinions. You know, you don't need everyone to be a a carbon copy of your opinion on everything to have them on with you or to, or to have them on your station <laughs> for that matter. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, definitely going to be, be something we're not, you know, we're not taking lightly. And so look forward to everyone who can continue listening live. Uh, and of course, Patrick will have his broadcast at this hour. So, you know, a lot of the shows will be moving up one hour in the schedule there weekdays. And uh, Paul here will be uh, planning to join me at least as often as possible. Paul, you said you, you, you try to have me uh, put you down a definite for at least every other week, and then at least tentatively, uh, uh, possibly those in between. But seeing how uh, how things go, I know it's kind of late for you, uh, but so I appreciate you, you know, still trying to, uh, you know, to do the Mondays. Sure thing. I will do my best. I'm sure I can make it uh, every other week. I'm sure, and if not, we'll just keep in touch as normal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everyone, of course, you should be checking out Paul's uh, broadcast here. Paul and I have also uh, been the same amount of years on radio since uh, 2016. Uh, we, we've each been doing shows. And so, no, I mean, everyone should be checking out. Uh, that's every Saturday morning. You have Last Man Standing, Paul Edward Stevenson, 10 a.m. Central. And so... Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I, I see this as a one headline today, Paul. I don't know where you'd like to begin, but uh, we're hearing about Conor McGregor, a brand's Irish leader, a disgrace <laughs> for, cla- for claiming Hamas child hostage was lost. So this UFC lost star. And f- yeah. Hmm. yeah, lost and found. <laughs> and um, so McGregor you know, reprimanded he he reprimanded him uh, for condemned him for not uh, saying that um, you know the child was a victim of uh, you know Hamas uh, uh, terrorists uh, kidnapping but whatever more importantly what McGregor has been saying about the uh, incident that caused that led to the riots in in Dublin which has kicked up a fuss and predictably Today it was announced there's an investigation into McGregor um, uh, for uh, you know the uh, he's subject to an ongoing investigation by Ireland's National Police Service, the Gardaí. Um, 
for you know online uh, hatred and uh, hate speech and uh, inciting hatred and blah 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 the usual kind of language and typically they always use the, this these kind of words the uh, Irish prime minister came out condemning the the thugs and the criminals whose hearts are full of hate they're always using this word hate all the time and of course that that mirrors the legislation which is uh, you know always uh, talking about online hate speech and inciting hatred and inciting violence we already have you know laws in the UK as I'm sure you do there as well before all these hate speech laws were brought in which are nothing more than a, an attempt to silent dissent and tie your hands behind your back when you want to affirm your national identity and push back against immigration for example um, they brought in all these hate speech, hate speech laws and uh, the Taoiseach over here, Leo Varadkar, who himself is half Indian and I think uh, homosexual, uh, um, you know, talking about fast-tracking more severe uh, hate crime, uh, online hate crime uh, laws. Uh, so, you know, M- McGregor's now under investigation for his comments on uh, uh, his uh, heavy criticism and very strong language, uh, forthright language about the incident in uh, that occurred last week, which led to this uh, these riots in Dublin. Um, so I don't know why you've read those tweets, but they're, they're cool tweets. Okay. No, I just I caught a story at Zero Hedge uh, this morning. Uh, and so it was originally Steve Watson uh, that they reposted there. And then, well, you think, know, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, I think if your listeners, uh, they haven't caught – you know, caught them. It's interesting, you know, to read them um, because it it really is rare, and it's you know, it's particularly aberrant for someone who's achieved the kind of success and wealth and celebrity that he has, and to be on the side against immigration. Usually, when you get these working class people who you know be self-made, they usually become in quote sort of educated. And, uh, you know, they usually told the, um, the sort of line that, uh, that is coming against McGregor. They're usually, you know, open borders and we're all human and uh, this is all ignorant, uh, far right, uh, hateful people. But McGregor has taken the side of the working class people in uh, Ireland who have felt left behind um, and are sick and tired of immigrants coming into the country. I mean, Ireland's a small country. And just to give you some context and perspective, Perspective, you've got 20%. Yes, you heard that right. 20% of the entire Irish population have been, uh, were born outside of Ireland. I mean, this is not a small thing, you know? Um, so this country is in, you know, in genuine danger of being eradicated ethnically and subsequently culturally, of course, if this continues. And because of the birth rates, the people are coming here you know, have much higher birth rates typically. So this is a genuine threat. And McGregor says we are at war. Um, uh, and he's right. We are at war. And this kind of, you know, the Irish have a long history of wars. You know, we're invaded by the Vikings. You know, you had all sorts, of course, you had a long history of uh, wars against the British, imperialism. Um, and now you, the reason this multicultural stuff is so dangerous is because because it's not recognized as an invasion. It's not recognized with the kind of threat that people witnessed in the days of the Vikings and, you know, as recently as the the provisional IRA fought the British. But it is a genuine threat 
in every way that a war is. Maybe worse because it's so demog- – you know, the British Empire didn't threaten uh, the Irish with the sort of demographic shifts from, from the global size in the Middle East that you're seeing today. So McGregor says we are at war, so of course he's going to um, you know, feel the wrath of, of the establishment because he's pointing out the reality of it. And he said, he said, Ireland is in grave danger. And among us in Ireland, there are people that should never have been here in the first place. And there has been zero action done to support the public in any way, shape or form with this frightening fact. Capital letters, not good enough. Make change or make way. Ireland for victory. God bless those attacked today, we pray. Now, he has also threatened in a tweet that he is very well, uh, he said, I am very tactical in how I think. And he said, you know, if you don't make change, I will force change. Now, McGregor's obviously got a big ego, but he's also got big popularity, not just in Ireland, but beyond, particularly among the Irish Americans, but beyond that too. And he has influence. He is seen as a hero in Ireland by many. Now, not everyone likes him, and there's going to be probably the usual leftists in, in the socialists and the pro-immigration crowd in Ireland are going to hate him even more. But he has very deep pockets. He's very well connected. And he's a genuine force to be reckoned with for any politician in Ireland. Well, then, yes, I mean, of course, you know, he and you, anyone who says these sort of things being in grave danger, I mean, yeah, they're going to say it's xenophobic, it's racist, it's hate, hateful, all the rest of it. Because, you know, that's that's the gaslighting. You know, I mean, the only people who are supposed to preserve their culture, uh, people and, and have a nation uh, of ethnic uh, quality is is Jews in Israel, evidently. I mean, so and and, and or I'm anybody that, except Europeans, of, of, you know, white Europeans or those countries of white European descent. Now, if you think about it, Richard, for example, you know, why isn't Japan flooded with immigrants? Because it's not a white European nation. I have heard some pressure on the Japanese to take more non-Japanese immigrants. I don't know how successful, and I'm sure it's the same tribe who's who's behind that without even no having doubt. to check on it. But but by and large, yes, you're right. I mean, yeah, most uh, black people, brown people, even largely Asian countries don't get that. Japanese, you could see in particular, they really are the the, the most uh, sophisticated and further and 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 uh, furthest developed. Uh, of genetics of the Asian people, uh, you know, I, there's there's truth to that. As much as some would try to deny a lot of the science out there, and so of course they're going to be picked on. And then the World War II thing, you know, so adds to it. But um, well, yeah. of course, you know, this is you know where Ireland is different in this. You know, Ireland has kind of around the world, you know, is seen usually, and you experience this when you travel as an Irish person, are usually welcomed. They are seen as uh, a victim nation, genuine victims, for example, in many cases of, of British imperialism. And they are seen as a nation, uh, you know, who have, who have been invaded and have done no harm to anybody else, really. So you can't throw the evil British imperialist uh, crap at the Irish, but yet they are experiencing the very same immigration. In fact, the immigration in Ireland, uh, like I mentioned, is, is horrific. Uh, over the last sort of 20 years, and particularly over the last five or 10 years. Meanwhile, in the UK, you had the Office for National Statistics revealed that the uh, 
the the horrendous figure that of six hundred and six thousand for twenty twenty two of net immigration was revised. Uh, they got that wrong. It was actually seven hundred and fifty thousand, the highest on record. And in twenty twenty three, it's net migration uh, of six hundred and forty five thousand. Now remember, this is in the background of increasing a cacophony of uh, outrage at the levels of immigration. But in 2022, we've seen the highest level of immigration and and 23 is on target to, to probably beat that. And that's just legal immigration. And this is on the backdrop of when we left Brexit and the, you know, the Conservative government promising every year to get control of it. It's just getting worse. So, you know, this is a huge problem right across the board in, in, in the, uh, the, you know, the white Western nations. And uh, so anyway, we shouldn't be surprised that McGregor's under investigation. Meanwhile, you had Tommy Robinson was arrested in London again for absolutely nothing. Uh, the police basically said that his his presence there um, was, um, you know, has the potential to cause alarm and distress and probably anticipating this um, uh, Robinson while he was having breakfast in London, uh, before he prepared uh, as a journalist, in, in his words, to cover the uh, anti uh, uh, anti Semitism march, the uh, the against anti Semitism march in London yesterday, um, they basically told him, "Well, you know, you're either coming peacefully, or you're we're, we're grabbing you and we're taking you by force, with no crime committed, no uh, you know, no reason for a suspected crime." Just that basically his mere presence there is likely to essentially trigger people. So we got to get we got to get you out of here, Tommy. And you, and if you see the pictures, you know it looked like they had half the Metropolitan Police Force, or you know, in, in, in conducting this arrest. There must have been uh, at least a dozen uh, police officers forcibly grabbing and surrounding, handcuffing and uh, hounding and harassing this man to bring him into custody for nothing, Richard. Nothing. You know, this guy. It was you know. Essentially, what you're looking at is, is his, you know, he doesn't have the freedom to even go to London on this day. There's no crime being committed, and nor did they give him any reason. They just said, "No, you're uh, you're potentially going to cause alarm and distress to people," you know. So you got to go, Tommy. That's where we're at in the UK, and and Ireland is is just as bad. And Leo Varadkar wants to bring in even more heavy-handed hate speech laws. I hear the break. We'll be right back. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. 
or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting, Richard Carey with Monday co-host Paul Edward Stevenson. And we were just discussing well, a number of things, uh, Conor McGregor, you mentioned Tommy Robinson after that, a lot of things really being orchestrated in response for more hate speech laws to be ushered in. Uh, yes. Yes. Leo Varadkar announced on Friday that the government had two imminent legislative measures aimed at enhancing law enforcement capabilities. The first bill empowers the police to employ facial recognition technology, enabling them to identify uh, immigrants who are illegal. Oh, no, sorry. It says individuals involved in the riots using footage from surveillance cameras installed in various locations. The second proposed law focuses on combating online hate speech, providing law enforcement with enhanced tools for prosecution 
Barack just stressed the urgency of updating legal frameworks to hold accountable those who incited hatred, especially influential social media figures spreading racist content. You know, that's alluding, of course, to McGregor. Not, not any urgency, of course, to get control of the borders or to assess who's in the country illegally or to urgently stop immigration. None of that. No, it's all to clamp down on these, as the, one of the police chiefs described them, lunatic far-right far um, lunatics. And, by the way, Elon Musk has come out and basically uh, you know, condemned this and said it's a potential infringement on civil liberties and that the irony is that Leo Varadkar hates the Irish. So nothing about what caused this, which was five children or three children and two women outside of school in broad daylight were stabbed within an inch of their lives and they're still fighting for their lives by what is fully suspected. And there was a lot of eyewitnesses because it was broad daylight, by an immigrant, an Algerian, they believe. And you know it's an immigrant when the media doesn't doesn't mention his name. If this was Conrad Kelly uh, or, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a, a white Irish nationalist native, that would be stated in bold capital letters. But when you see the absence of the perpetrator, you know it doesn't fit the narrative. So it's a, it's an immigrant and probably an illegal immigrant, which is uh, which is what the what the case is here. So you're having these this heavy rhetoric and this uh, scorn and contempt, uh, adding insult to injury, being poured upon the people who reacted to the, uh, the, the the crime, and McGregor, of course, who's basically affirming Irish identity and uh, talking for your average Irish person. So that can't be tolerated. So. Baratkar himself, a foreigner, uh, needs to bring in these new laws, more aggressive laws, and bring them in urgently. And Elon Musk, I mean, I, I suppose there are small victories we, we have every so often with him. I don't like holding him up as the gold standard for people fighting for true freedom of speech and, and, and um, for our perspective. Uh, you know, I, I mean, but... Because, I mean, well, look, I mean, his meetings with uh, both Netanyahu and uh, Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL showed him to very much, I, I think, uh, con concede to their viewpoints and, and uh, demands overall. Although, you know, again, small victories in the sound bites is, is, is what I see us getting. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't dislike him uh, nearly as much as, say, Bill Gates. Or think he has as much of nefarious intent, but Elon, I, I, I do see for a lot of uh, his his ventures, uh, you know, I mean, a uh, a gatekeeper to try to rebrand in a positive way uh, something uh, with less than. I mean, even the whole green agenda and electric car and Tesla has been caught with a lot of deception. Actually, even in the performance and um, last ability of the most important component, the battery, which it's like. If to replace that, it's so expensive, you might as well get a new one. It's, you know, they, they, they have it set more and more so that people can't afford cars, of course. But, the, you know, just a, this in particular, you know, it's uh, mm. bothered me more because it's it's relating to Jewish power and, and, and the anti-white thing. And for him to be seen as some sort of, uh, you know, hero for us, I don't know. I mean, he, he did ban the From the River to the Sea slogan on, on X the past week or two. Uh, as an example, so but yeah, you'll see these things that he'll stick up for for pro-white or or or, or clergy agendas that he will uh, out and 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 um, you know retweet stuff of others at that. So I mean, 
you know, yeah, there are small victories. And I just saw this one. Musk offers to help rebuild a de-radicalized, prosperous Gaza after touring ravaged kibbutz with Netanyahu. So he showed up in southern Israel on Monday, a personal invitation, on the behest of a personal invitation, uh, no less, mm. from Netanyahu. But, um, yeah, but no, yeah, so I don't know. I had to give my little Elon rant. I, I just always sure. get triggered there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I see, no, I see we have the bottom of the hour already on us. Uh, well, yeah, well, more topics, uh, brother. Stick around. If as always, we'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. And we are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey with Paul Edward Stevenson, my regular Monday co-host. And the economy, Paul, uh, you know, I don't think corporations, I was just mentioning uh, to my wife, uh, are are going to be very happy at the end of this holiday season. They had a a dismal one last year where people already couldn't afford uh, any excess spending. And uh, I just saw a stat in the U.S. here, uh, say goodbye to the middle class. Half of all American workers made less than $40,800 last year. So, yeah, well, maybe it'll, you know, maybe it'll be a good thing. Who knows? Because I think, you know, even when I look at Ireland and I have to laugh at it, really, because, of, you know, the, the, the sort of recent uh, middle class in Ireland, it's even more recent than the middle class in the U.K., but, you know, they get a few few pounds in their pocket and they get houses and they go to universities. My generation and the generation a few years just before that, and they got lucky in the housing market. And all of a sudden they become beacons of wisdom. You know, they're very educated. You hear this word thrown around. I heard it in some uh, mainstream media program in Ireland over the weekend. Oh, these, oh, these, these people out right now, uh, they don't like immigrants now. They're not very educated. They're not very educated. Yeah, neither was your father or your grandfather or anybody else in Ireland in its entire history in terms of education in the way that you're talking about, which is also known as Jewish white-hating indoctrination, you moron. The people of Ireland are actually very well-educated people before they got them into the indoctrination laboratories and brainwashed them and given them a few pounds in their pockets, and now they think they're superior to the working-class thugs and the right, the far-right in Dublin because they're outraged about some Algerians stabbing children in broad daylight. So maybe when you take the money away they'll start to humble themselves and they'll be affected like the working classes are i i agree I, yeah I, i'd like to see the uh you know the property market uh, corporations uh, and the banks all start suffering as well because you know that that might be what what is really needed uh, the everyday people are always uh, it's an engineered economy to make the regular people suffer every so often even in one cycle what we have, like what maybe 100 year financial cycle they have going here a little give or take i've seen moment. this richard firsthand I've, i remember in belfast hearing guys who might have had similar views from us and even in this country as well and i witnessed them getting on the housing market and making money in the housing market all of a sudden they're not interested in politics or demographics or identity or any of that stuff you know because now they got something to lose 
they've got their little nest egg to look after, you know. And and Tony Blair deliberately did that by allowing people in previously in council flats to buy their houses at next to nothing as if this was like a great working class, you know, act for the working class. But essentially it pacified a lot of people and took them out of the equation, you know, and, and it's true. You put money in people's pockets and they think they're big shots and they think they're part of the, in quotes, middle class, which has never really existed in this, in, in, you know, Ireland or the UK up until very recently. And now they think they're more, or educated, and they become the lefties. They become, like I said, they're educated. They're full of Jewish revolutionary, white-hating, Christian-hating crap is what they're full of. No, they're not educated. Oh, that's very well put. And, yes, no, I mean, all these things are related. Uh, the immigration and the economic uh, situation, and, and a lot of this is by design. It is a direct attack on on. Europe and America, as far as our, our cultures and our people. And it's close to the bone, actually, in Ireland, because one of my cousins, a guy who I think he's about seven years older than me, his name is Joe Brawley. He's a big shot in Ireland because of uh, Gaelic sports, and ironically, Gaelic sports were actually very much connected to the original IRA before the provisional IRA, the Irish Republican Brotherhood, which was invented uh, to prevent, uh, to um, protect and preserve Irish identity and his mother taught me at school he's my second cousin uh, he's him and his father who died recently are first cousins we in other words his granny and my granny are sisters and this guy again is out condemning uh, Conor McGregor for his lack of education and how rich people this is typical of rich people and their hate and Joe Brawley himself, this guy who, as I say, went to the same school as me, he's from the same town as me, he's a multi-millionaire because he's a barrister who basically made his money off legal aid by the socialist state in Ireland. Anyway, like I say, I mean, you know, it's very close to the bone. I know some of these people, even this clown who's my second cousin, he's got a big mouth, and even people from where I come from don't like him, you know? Yes, indeed. All, all excellent points there. And uh, no, to try to round out a, a few more uh, headlines here, uh, moving uh, around in the topics here, IMF director says CBDCs could replace cash and increase financial inclusion. You know, I, I didn't get a chance as a video on it. Uh, to, I'm going to check it out, though, and uh, get back to you and the listeners on that, because it, 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 I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. Oh, sad. I mean, it's sadly not funny, you know, uh, the way they gaslight people and their euphemisms for this destruction of our society and our folk. But you can't help but laugh as a bit of a defense mechanism in, in dealing with it and finding ways to counter it and, and continue having, a, you know, an optimistic, you know, positive retaliation, you know, uh, constructive and, and uh, you know, well, optimistic in general, I'll stress. But, you know, and Pfizer in Poland is having trouble there. Uh, they're trying to now file a lawsuit with Poland uh, because they know Poland no longer wants to purchase any more of these uh, these shots, these COVID-19 uh, mRNA shots. So Pfizer's filing a $1.5 billion lawsuit against Poland over unwanted COVID-19 vaccine doses. You'd be, safe, you'd be safe for taking heroin. You know, at least out of heroin, well, I've never taken it, but you'd probably get some enjoyment out of it. You know, I don't think you get much of a high off the uh, Pfizer job, so... 
right? <laughs> and and then oh, and one more, I want I want you to hear about this. As I was just barely getting to it uh, for the show here, segregated classrooms spark controversy as proponents criticize quote unquote white standard. So school districts across the country in the U.S., primarily in major Democrat-run cities such as Chicago, Seattle, San Francisco, and Oakland, have been offering segregated classes in the hopes of battling the decades-long race-based achievement gap. And, Paul, we could do whole shows on this, but (laughs) (laughs) where do you want to take this? Well, the irony, you know. Um, Why don't we just segregate the countries? How about that idea? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, Why don't everybody just stay in their own little countries instead of their own little classrooms within a country? Well, you know, there's a denial of, of science, and we have this everywhere. We have this with agnostics as well as with uh, religious, you know, Christians and others um, out there. And you're well familiar with this. I mean, people like to uh, fit things uh, to a context they've been raised to. To, to, to see them as and 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 that is something a, a lot of Christians do get I mean because well there's the evolution thing and just a lot of things where science is uh, questioned in, in, in nature and very similarly uh, the whole idea of anything other than skin color anything other than skin color being different among races is, is sinful and you're evil and it's something that you know that God didn't design, and you know what I mean. You get well a, if you're a, a if, if you're a Christian who believes in creation, then well then you then you believe that God created black people, He created brown people, He created Chinese people, and He created white people, and apparently He created them in a way where they had their own little patches in the world for the most part. And okay, there's always been some movement of people and mixed, uh, you know. Uh, interbreeding usually on the borders, which also happens with animals in the animal kingdom. But when you look at the demographics of China today uh, or Africa today, it's all black people, it's all Chinese people. And up until last Tuesday, uh, Europe and America, well, America's a little different, but, you know, Europe and, you know, the, the, the countries that were derived from white European nations, they were white. You know, you go back and look at footage of the 50s and 60s in London. There is no black people. It's just white people and people because of decades of like shaming and a mass menticide. People have been intimidated and brainwashed out of affirming their identity. You know, even even like in Dublin, so many people have to tiptoe around it and walk in eggshells and say, "Well, you know, we are not getting the housing. There's a housing crisis. There is." a strain on public services that's true and that's a problem but even if there wasn't we don't want ireland we don't want london being mixed up with half the global south we want it to remain for the irish and the english and the french and the germans because that's why it's called france that's why it's called ireland you know it's it's our identity it's our country it's our culture you don't get to come here like i heard some black woman on a Irish media talking with her Irish accent, claiming to be as Irish as everybody else when she came here in 97. That's not how it works. And people need to start saying that. We don't want you here. We, we just don't want you here because you're not Irish. And stop apologizing for it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, that should be emphasized. Stop apologizing for it. 
I, I don't I, I don't know if it was you or, or another weekday. I, I presented that story of this new history of Sweden uh, television documentary uh, has come out and it shows all these black people as the first Swedes. <laughs> There's God. photos from it and yeah, everything. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to believe, uh, you know, listen, yeah. Richard, you know, black people, I think, for the most part, cringe at this type of stuff. I, I was looking at some comments on the Irish situation and there's quite a few black people saying, oh, you know, we want Ireland to, to remain Ireland. I went to Ireland, you know, years ago and it's such a great place and love the Irish and it's, it's, a, it's a disgrace and a real shame to see so many people from the Middle East and Africa coming to Ireland. If we want to go to Africa, we can go to Africa and experience African culture. Stuff like that, you know. It, it, it's like lots of people who are not Irish or are not white people. You know, plenty of black people, plenty of other people around the world look at, at what's happening here and they, they feel sympathy for what's happening to us because it's not happening in their country and nor do they or would their countries tolerate it and they don't tolerate it. They have borders. You know, I, I think, though, that, I, that there's a possibility that the people who manipulate good Christian folk uh, to just flat out not consider whatsoever evolution as being able to be possibly part of God's plan is, are the same people who want you to think that there's no difference other than skin color, uh, you know, and it fits the same agenda. There's no yeah. reason why you can't, why can't you, you know, who started this? Could it be Jesuits and, and, uh, you know, Jews and, 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 and crypto Jews and Christian, Christian sects. And I, I mean, who, who really started, you know, that sort of rejection completely of evolution? Because I think that is what it is. Cause I mean, they want a way to, to abolish, you know, I mean, cause I've heard very strong arguments for those who do support evolution, which contradict the out of Africa theory. Okay, where well, there's been separation for much longer. We do have evidence of animal species being separated, especially places like Galapagos, even Australia. You know, unique qualities due to um, a separation. Madagascar. Uh, you know, the more, the longer, the amount of time, the more it's emphasized in nature, and and that applies to humans as well. And, and you know, but I mean, yeah, I have to be very suspicious of who started that. I don't see any reason why evolution and a Christian have to be at odds with each other because there's so much in the Bible that is open to interpretation, to be fair, okay? Well, and listen, so I'm, why, I'm can't, why e- can't you just say that God incorporated evolution into his master plan? What, what is well, so I, difficult listen, about that as I'm an option? Evolu- I'm not an evolutionist, but okay. th- there are Christians who are evolutionists. But what, what, I've dis- what I've discovered, you know, about Christians are they're cowards. They, you know, many of them um, don't even stand up for the church, and let alone stand up for for white people. Uh, you know, they like to go to church and pretend that they're you know everything's all good in their lives, and it's like a little ritual they do. But you know, they, they don't actually stand for anything. I've witnessed that in the church, and you know, they used to say, "Oh, well," you know, because they know there's a lot of contention around this issue to avoid it because they don't like the trouble. They'll say, "Oh, well," you know, we're all part of the human race, and they'll boil it down, and, and you know, to the to the uh, the basics of salvation. Okay, anybody from any part of the world can become a Christian. Okay, but then they ignore the fact that we're invaded by Muslims, and you know, we're we're essentially a, 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 a continent which is shot through with Christian values, and they don't seem to be too bothered with that for the most part. And then we saw with lockdowns that they don't even stand for that. They're opening windows and. They're not letting people in and they're not letting people sing. All these Christians who are praising God and praising the power of the Lord, well, they're all terrified of some virus. You know, I mean, 
real Christians used to get dragged around towns by horses and had their heads cut off. These people are worried about a little virus and, and all the rest of it, and they, and they don't stand for anything, which is why I fell out with my church. I said, keep the church open. Uh, you know, you might actually attract some real Christians, people who are not Christians now, but in three or four years' time from now, when people are dying from the vaccines and they realize it was a whole, whole scam, they might actually respect you. You might actually attract some people. But no, they wouldn't uh, keep the church open. They just fell for everything. So it's not even an evolutionary thing. You know, people, a lot of Christians don't want the trouble, and they're Christians in name only, in the same way you've got conservatives in name only, and just about everything you can think of in the West is in name only. And Republicans in their name only, and you know, I remember doing a long list of things in name only, you know. Yes, yeah, no, I, I can't say I disagree with much anything there, and I mean that there is this, well, a strong sort of um, re- resistance. I mean, you know, you have to have just all of this point of view or all of that. There can't be any fusion, and I think that's just the way people are are, are further manipulated. You know, but uh, well, it's an injustice as well. And the virtue signaling, and the virtue signaling. I I wanted to mention that earlier. (laughs) Whether it's in Gaza, it's even more shameful about uh, you know the pro-Israel virtue signaling from especially celebrities and and high-profile types out there right now. Uh, You know, it's even more shameful than the COVID virtue signaling. But the uh, you know the anti-white virtue signaling uh, or these uh, Christians, so-called churches trying to hold on to their tax-exempt 401c3 uh, status. Of course, of yeah. course. You won't find that in the Bible. I don't remember, listen, <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember one passage that Jesus spoke about um, the uh, the tax status of the church. And uh, in fact, the whole church itself and the way it's conducted is completely, it's complete nonsense, okay? Christians used to meet, uh, they used to meet anywhere, they used to meet every day. Uh, they, they didn't have li- li- all the little sort of books that they had. You know, the, the church is so boring, you know? It's so it's, uh, it's non-existent, really. Well, we have people like you with a stronger perspective. And, and Jeremy. But we'll yeah, be right yeah. back. I hear the music. We'll be right back, folks. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. 
I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Call it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. back folks and we have a caller maybe we can get your feedback uh once we hear from the caller paul we have murr in wisconsin here uh, another fellow rbn host welcome murr oh thank you richard and hi paul yeah i think the best descriptive term is adaptation not evolution if you look into that and that's what happened on galapagos it was mostly birds and they adapted by growing different types of beaks so they could eat yeah. So it's adaptation, not evolution. We don't see any monkeys turning into people, you know? Paul? Well, I'm not an evolution. I don't believe in evolution myself. And by the way, Richard, I didn't, like, become a Christian and decide, you know, that I wasn't – didn't believe in evolution. I had started to have questions about evolution before – long before I was a Christian, you know? And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, <clears throat> that, that I – believe in you know just creation because at that point i didn't believe in anything i just didn't you know didn't really know but uh, yeah I, I i was questioning evolution you know long before i became a christian you know okay yeah. well Murr, is there something else you'd like to adjust to paul well i just think uh you know when we go away from the true foundation which is found in the bible and creation and the flood can't forget the flood you know because that indicates and really solves the problem of so many things that they try to blame on other things and and including a long time span right they'll go the millions and the billions of years and they'll admit 
you know, over that amount of time, miracles could happen. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it, you got to have a foundation, otherwise you end up like we are now. Children carving up their genitals and don't know whether they're male or female, and you know, so yeah, all this gross stuff going on. But uh, adaptation is the term. Well, Paul, would you like to respond to that? Yeah, like I said, I have nothing more to say, you know. Um, okay, no, I mean, okay, yeah. so, well, it's just, you know, other viewpoints available for fellow Christians out there. there should yeah, be. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with anything she said. And and when I mentioned uh, Jeremy and yourself and you as well, Mer, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean even I. I mean, I, I was raised uh, a Christian, you know, went to a Catholic school uh, for kindergarten mm-hmm. and went one through eight <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. You know, but, Catholic's uh, a little different than, than, than Christian. I just want to get this in here. <laughs> I mean, all, in the Ten Commandments, all, all, they, well, all, all, all Catholics are Christians, but not all Christians are Catholics. Obviously, there's a lot of types of Christians. Yeah. Well, I don't know if all Catholics are Christians. You might be Crino, Christian in name only, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, took, well, by uh, the way, I don't, know, I, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether all Protestants are Christians either. If I've been to some of the churches, I, <laughs> no, I, you it's know, an, it's like it's a I, I, I hear relations. people, I don't, I'm, yeah. I've it's heard, a personal I, relationship. Historically. It's a personal relationship with with Christ, not a man made religion. Religions are man made. Yeah, I know some Catholics, Catholics that I would consider Christians as more than some Protestants I know. So. Right, right, right. It varies with the individual, right? But the Catholics took out the second commandment: "Thou shalt not have any graven images," right? And they cut the covet into two parts to make ten. So, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, no, thanks for the call, Mer. And Paul, um, I, I believe you'll be most likely back uh, for the roundtable Friday this week. Isn't that right? Sure thing. Look forward to it. Brilliant. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon, brother. Always love to have you. Thank you, Richard. And folks, please go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on that donate button. Please help us out. And there's a John Stan Miller book drive. Uh, check out the info posted on that as well. Get in on that for sure. So that we will speak again soon. And until then, transcend the construct. Regards. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model Easy 4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.